Welcome back to the Forum Podcast. This is a resource for youth ministry leaders that we hope will provide encouragement to you and provide insights that are helpful to your ministry. My name is Brandon Lewis, and I am really excited about episode four. You know, we've officially entered graduation season, and this is always an exciting time as high schoolers and college graduates close one chapter and step into the next season. It's also an important time for student ministry and collegiate ministry to partner together. We've been talking for lots of years now about the scary statistics of high school seniors who disconnect from the church following graduation. But the truth is, if we want to be a catalyst for change in that area, then we have to actually take steps to help. Our guests on the Forum podcast today are Mark Robinson, BCM Director for Louisiana Baptist, and Ashley Jones, Gola Strategist for Louisiana Baptist. These good folks are a significant part of Louisiana's world-class ministry to college students, and they're here to help us think creatively and practically about how to connect high school graduates into college ministry. Mark and Ashley, welcome to the Forum Podcast. Hey, Brandon. Thanks for having us here today. Hi. Well, hey, I would love to start with a couple of just to just get to know you type questions. Most of our listeners are involved in youth ministry world and may not quite be familiar with uh, collegiate ministry leaders uh, or with you guys yet. So tell us a little bit. Let's start with Ashley. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do for Louisiana Baptists. Yeah, so my name is Ashley Jones, like Brandon said, and I help with uh, collegiate missions. So whether that be over Christmas break, spring break, or your summer breaks, I help um, partner and connect BCM students to, to missions. And Ashley does a great job. I kind of went a little bit out of order, uh, but I thought we would start with ladies first. So Mark, tell us a little bit about you and about what you do for Louisiana Baptist. Well, I've been serving in uh, collegiate ministry for just about 33 years now. I've started off right out of college, and uh, it's been an incredible experience to uh, get to be part of the Lord's plan and uh, helping disciple college students. Um, That's been great. But for Louisiana, I serve as the director or the overseer of all the collegiate ministries on the campuses in our state. Very good. So a question that, that I have, and I think I know the answer, but maybe not everybody knows this. Is there a BCM present on every one of our college campuses in Louisiana? Brandon, there's uh, 28 campuses that we have a presence on that's official. And uh, that goes from the, the largest flagship universities down to a university that may not you may not even know the name of, like mm-hmm. Fletcher College down in Homa, or right. possibly um, you know Dillard or Xavier, schools like that. But there are a few campuses that we uh, do not have presence on, and they are typically a um, a denominational specific school that doesn't allow outside organizations to okay. come and, and interact with them we um, but we do have presence through them with a connection with a church right next door perfect so we are able to, to reach that campus but if I had to pick an unreached group it would be votex okay uh, there are votex all over the state some are large some are small and uh, we have presence on about four of those. Okay. And that would be, I would, I would uh, probably think that would be a, an area of focus now, right? With the, with the increased um, engagement with vocational direction and, and uh, even high schoolers are, are taking that path rather than college. It, it is for me. It's been a passion of mine. It's kind of been uh, lingering for a while. I, um, I, I, myself, I played baseball at a junior college. I went there just because of that. I could have gone somewhere else, but I wasn't going to miss that opportunity. <laughs> And um, 
so I fell in love with that kind of atmosphere, that two-year school that's uh, really might be leveling for some students, getting them uh, academically on par to right. move to a university, or it might be a destination for someone with a program, maybe an 18-month um, air conditioning program. Yeah, right. Uh, so, But those folks are in the right age group. They're in the, the wheelhouse of where we serve. And I really feel like that's if we were going to expand anywhere, that's where I would like to expand. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's great. Well, listen, we're, we're talking about connecting high schoolers and collegiate ministry or transitions, if you will, into collegiate ministry. Um, but as we think about um, youth groups and uh, those those groups where these high school seniors are moving from, let me ask you this question. What excites you guys? And I'd love to hear from both of you. What excites you about the current generation of teenagers and college students? I would personally say that they are just huge on advocacy. They love okay. all and they want to support all. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing uh, is that they are not really divided as much by superficial differences. Um like I said, they just want to love everybody and support everybody, and I think that's going to make up for a great generation. That advocacy heart she's talking about is pretty important for when you're explaining what it means to be a disciple to a, a young person. Is they um, they want to identify with something mm-hmm. related to Christianity that they can get behind and and believe in, and uh, it's not hard to make the leap from their advocacy passion to the uh, the passion that Jesus had that that care you had for the, uh, the marginalized people. So that, that, that's exciting, that part. Um, I'm really excited about the kind of student that's coming into college because they, we had that uh, hiccup in our culture when everyone was quarantined at home. And we have some students that are coming into college that missed their junior year. Right. Or missed their senior year. Indeed. or they, uh, yeah. They've been uh, separated from people. And there's more energy in a room when you gather these students together. They're excited about being together. Now, they may be a little bit different in the way they interact in their interpersonal lives, mm-hmm. but they're uh, very, very energized in groups. Yeah, I love that because one of the things we're talking about sort of in youth ministry world is this generation's desire um, to be an advocate for something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of the one of the reasons they connect to a lot of the compassion type uh, uh, ministries right. or, or um, uh, different things like that. So uh, I would I maybe would ask this question as a follow-up. Some of those um, areas of advocacy, um, you know, maybe outside of what we think about as, as spiritual kinds of things or spiritual growth kinds of advocacy uh, moments, but, but one of the things about this generation is they're focused in those things, right? Mm-hmm. They're very multitask oriented um, and, and have uh, ideas in a lot of different ways. But when you get them focused on something they care about, right. uh, they're driven. Mm-hmm. And so as we're thinking about ministry, what give me, give me just off the cuff, what might be some ways that we can take those uh, areas of, of advocacy, those areas of passion and channel those uh, toward discipleship? Well, first thing that comes to mind is back in the um, the 80s and 70s, a little bit before my time, uh, <laughs> they, uh, world hunger was a big deal yeah. in college ministries. And mm-hmm. that we actually had events uh, from our, our campus ministries that would raise money for world hunger or have, you know, raise awareness. And um, I really feel like that's that kind of topic is something that could be reintroduced into our strategy yes. for a for a campus or for a group. Uh, so you know, being compassionate for people who are are down and out, and uh, so that that's that's one area. 
uh, there are other things that can be done, but really it's all about channeling mm-hmm. energy right. in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, you know, casting a vision where that vision's not some, uh, it compels them to want to serve rather than forces them to serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really the challenge for us. Yeah, yeah. And I think about our good friend Steve Masters and the way that he was able to channel energy into feeding Mm -hmm. uh, the international students during the COVID uh, shutdowns and pandemic and things. And uh, I think that's fantastic. Finding a way to get them involved in something um, where they're passionate and then they become so focused that they're really Mm going to achieve that and and at a high level, Um, I think it's fantastic. Well, listen, this is a little bit of a loaded question. Um, but you know, sometimes we need to say things out loud just to remind ourselves or be reminded of those things. But in your, your opinion, uh, as college ministry leaders, why is college ministry important? For me personally, I graduated not too long ago. And so I'm thinking back of my own experience, um, and college ministry was so important for me because while I had already kind of formed, um, some of my beliefs and values, um, you're on your own in college. You know, you don't have your parents mm-hmm. to wake you up in time for school or to say, hey, be at church on this time. Um, you really have to make those decisions on your own. And so you really see what's important to you. Yeah. Um, and being plugged into the BCM, having people that pour into your life um, who genuinely see you and care about you and want to disciple you and just walk alongside life with you, it is so meaningful. Um, and it really changed a lot of the trajectory of my life and the decisions I would have made if I weren't plugged into BCM. And thinking, you know, I, I guess the in, in my mind, the world says you're no longer in high school. Now you're a young adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, we could easily think that in the church. But yet there are some things that are very unique uh, to college ministry that make it different from student ministry. Mark, can you talk with us about that? What the, the what makes college ministry unique in that a way in in such a way that it's different from student ministry? This is probably one of my favorite topics. Um, it's not a, not a loaded question for me because we actually talk <laughs> about this all the time. Um, I, I, this is what's kept me fired up and energized for uh, reaching college students for all these years. Is that um, those formative years, and it's not just 18 to 22 anymore. Mm-hmm. It's really starting about 16 because of all the right. advanced placement. That's right. And so we're getting we're getting young, young people into mm-hmm. college. And, uh, and they're not quite ready for the maturity level of what's being asked of them on a college campus. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a new challenge. Pretty exciting to be a part of that. And it causes us to have to get better at what we do. It does. Because we don't think like youth ministers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, th- we think like uh, young adult ministers, really, and people that have uh, mobility and autonomy and um, the ability to just uh, appear for things and disappear for things. Well, these 16-year-olds are under a little bit different um, life than, than we have experienced in the past. Yeah, indeed. That's exciting to me because it's a new, it's a new uh, era for us. But um, re- really what... I guess I'm speaking from experience. A lot of us speak from experience. When you're in high school, really it happens long before high school, uh, you're categorized. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're categorized by your peers. Your teachers will uh, compartmentalize you and say, this kid is that way. Even your church may yep. say that you're this kind of kid and you're never going to be anything but that kind of kid mm-hmm. because that's what your experience was. And you may actually believe that yourself that you're not going to go beyond that. 
But when you enter that college campus, uh, you have a chance to reinvent. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get to reinvent yourself uh, from whatever it was before to whatever you are to become in Christ. And you don't really let go of it immediately. That freshman year, you're still hanging on a little bit. Um, But as you grow and and get more independent, you become who you really are in Christ. You start launching on this new trajectory that's Mm -hmm. a faith, like a Christ follower trajectory. So when you get a, a student that's jumped in the mode of following Christ that may have been a dabbler, in Christianity in high school, yeah, uh, you know, a nominal Christian, uh, there becomes a real distinct difference between a person who is following Christ aggressively mm-hmm. or assertively in their yeah. daily life right. in college. You can see it. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. Um, the same thing for someone who has uh, lived a really good life and they find themselves messing up somewhere in that transition period, which absolutely happens. Mm-hmm. And they get that freedom. They went to that high school uh, all night senior party, a graduation <laughs> party, and uh, slipped out after that. Went to another one, and before you know it, they're on a path that's led them astray a little bit. And um, coming into college and being held accountable by those adults that are uh, that have the fire in their eyes of uh, loving Christ, mm-hmm. it, it snaps them back. That, that's, that those are some some things. Uh, the opportunity to go on missions and serve around the world. Yes. Uh, that the, the fact that a kid from you just picked a town. I'm not sure where how far this podcast goes across country or just in Louisiana or whatever. Um, but you can pick a kid from a town of 100 where uh, most everybody is their relative. Yeah, right. And um, <laughs> they were excited to get their car so they could get out of that town. Now, I, I'm not sure everybody's like that. I was like that. I grew up on Robinson Road. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was ready to get out of town. Yeah. And for someone to say, hey, Get in the van with us. We're going to go to New Mexico on a mission trip. And we're going to work on a a Native American reservation. You would see things you have never seen before. Mm -hmm. And you get these concepts of uh, what can be and what God can do. So um, that's all. I mean, I've gave you a lot. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. But there's a reason I'm in this job. Yeah. Because I'm excited about this stuff. Exactly right. Exactly right. And I think, you know, my my daughter's graduating, but she's also finishing uh, an associate's degree. So she'll be, I guess, somewhat uh, advanced when she hits uh, Louisiana Tech's campus here in a few months. Um, And that highlights to me uh, even more the need for college ministry and student ministry to partner together mm-hmm. uh, to help in in those kinds of you know and even like you say 16 year olds that are now uh, on college campuses right. and who are who are given the freedom you know that college students have but it's also a super exciting time because when else in life will they have the the freedom and availability to do the things you know mission trips and mission opportunities that, that you guys um, are, are blessed and privileged to be able to offer to them mm. uh, so i i love hearing that excitement and uh and and echo that uh mm. wholeheartedly that uh that college ministry is super important it's not youth ministry it's not student ministry it's something altogether different there may be some pieces that look alike uh, but it's a completely unique and uh, life-shaping uh, time that's very necessary. And uh, that's why I'm so thankful to have you guys. Well, I want to jump ahead because one of the reasons uh, that I wanted you guys to come on the podcast today is really to help us um, that are involved specifically in youth ministry to think about how best we can connect, um, not necessarily just our ministries, but specifically high school graduates to college ministry. 
Uh, for instance, I know what what I've done as a youth minister in the in in past is made sure that the collegiate ministries, the BCMs, had contact information for seniors. But I am certain that you guys have some new thoughts. So I would love to be quiet for a few minutes and just let you guys share with us um, and speak directly to, to youth ministers about how they can uh, maybe put some best practices or some practical things that they can do to help collegiate ministries uh, connect with those, those students that are coming their way. Well, Brandon, we have Ashley with us today because Ashley was so good as, as that as an intern. She would uh, yeah. make those connections with those, those incoming students and really kind of uh, really attract them in by being friendly, yeah. by being a nice person that this, um, this cares about them, uh, makes a connection with, she made connections with the churches as well. But I, the way to connect students is to have an intentional plan to connect them from the mm-hmm. beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you said that, uh, that you did that as a, as a youth minister, I, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember you. I rem- remember another church in your town. Um, there's a church here in Alexandria. There's a couple more. They have very clear plans of of growth for people. Yeah. They, you know, there's there's what I'm going to do with them in middle school. That I'm going to uh, disciple them through this as a young a, a young high school student, and then we want them to take a leap to the next step. And I actually care about that. Right. I'm not accepting the, this statistic that. 80% will disappear. Mm-hmm. So when you plan for something, uh, it helps you. Indeed. And not everybody do, does that. Um, a lot of what we do is triage church work. Mm-hmm. where um, And I'm not speaking saying someone else has done that because I have done that. Uh, you're taking care of business in that church today and it becomes, it compels you all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you don't get to work yourself into this long range plan for these students where you're taking them. So getting that together matters. Um, making relationships, and I've been thinking about this particular question for uh, for a while, but really intensely this weekend. And um, the most important thing that a youth minister that's vocational or even a volunteer adult that's running a youth ministry in a church or Sunday school teachers, the most important thing is making a relationship with a campus minister of some right. kind, mm-hmm. uh, Baptist, evangelical, you know, on a college campus around you. Mm-hmm. And then that that's a beginning. You're beginning to develop relationships and you'll have a conversation with them that'll help you have insight into how to transition. Right. So, you know, a lunch with someone, a phone call, uh, going on a trip with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I use a word that I think is outdated, but it's not outdated in my head, so I can use it here in this conversation. <laughs> It's uh, called assimilation. Yep. <laughs> okay, assimilation, uh, you know, we think about Star Trek, or uh, the, the, the Borg on Star Trek. Um, sorry about the nerd comment there. But um, to get a person from just a visitor to becoming part of a group takes investment in relationships. And uh, going on a trip as a high school student, that, that's really lo- a lot like a... Um, accelerated friendship where you can go on a trip and sit next to someone for 18 hours mm-hmm. and then 18 hours you're going to be best friends by the time you get back or you're not going to like them at all that's right um and that accelerated relationship um assimilates them into the fellowship of a college group so anything you can do to partner with a college group uh mm-hmm. in your church or in your uh your baptist collegiate ministry on campus uh, a church away from your your town uh, maybe let's say if you're in Louisiana and you think your student's going to go 
to uh, Ruston, to, to Tech for college, well, maybe somehow you can get them connected with First Baptist Ruston or mm-hmm. right. you know, one of the many great churches in that town. Um, that that helps. Um, there's so many more things, but did you have any any specific things you'd like to bring up? Um, no, not specifically, but I would love to hear what, what Ashley uh, thinks about this idea and how youth ministers can connect with different collegiate ministries or, or BCM specifically. Yeah, so I love what Mark said. Um, when I interned at Louisiana Tech, uh, BCM, we had a couple of church groups actually come and participate in our Tuesday night worship. Um, the youth minister would let our director know, um, and he would let his leadership know just so that we can be super inviting as students and as interns to, um, the youth group that's come in, the seniors that are interested in that college. Um, and so I know Calvary Alexandria took a bunch of their students who knew they wanted to go to tech or were interested or, College wasn't for them, but they just wanted to go on a fun trip. Um, they joined our worship service, and it was really great. That's and awesome. those relationships that we built with them as seniors, when they came back as freshmen, they had familiar faces and already felt like they were a part of the ministry that was happening there. Mm-hmm. And so I'd say that's a great um, tip and trick that they can do. Um, bring your youth group, your seniors or juniors, to come and meet the students, come and be a part of the worship service. Yeah, I love that. That, that sounds fantastic. Um, but what about for, for groups that maybe have students that are going to go a good distance where maybe they couldn't mm-hmm. get there for, for a weekday worship night? Is there still a, a, a way for them to get information to you guys to, to get out to the different BCMs? There, there is. It, it comes down to the whole intentional effort mm-hmm. uh, that I talked about earlier. Is I, I like to bring a guy up. I mean, I, he'd probably be embarrassed for me to brag on him, but uh, Kevin McAllister, at uh, East Leesville Baptist Church. Yeah. He does this every year, and I get it about this week every year. He'll send me a database of his graduating seniors. So I, on an Excel spreadsheet, I'll have 10 or 15 names. And then um, I won't give away everything he does because it's <laughs> it's exceptionally thorough. Okay. But he will um, say, okay, I have um, Brandon, and Brandon's going to Northwestern. And let me tell you where Brandon is in his walk with the Lord. Oh, nice. And he'll say he has done this Bible study and done, you know, he excels as a leader, can stand on stage, gets to sing. You know, that kind of information helps you have a a beginning point for a relationship when you meet the student. You just say to them, hey, man, would you like to sing in the praise band sometime? And that kind of, um, that kind of connection is invaluable mm-hmm. uh, it, he's not only done that once he does it every year as long as I can remember he's done that uh, and it makes a difference because his his students are able to to transition in mm-hmm. now not all of them do not all of them find their way and we we don't have a um, 100% expectation right because sure. some folks will get distracted and mm-hmm. stray away and they'll come back later yeah uh, but the the effort that is made with that one person makes a difference later in life. It, you, you can tell the thoroughness of that ministry. I do think anybody can do that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I think if you wanted to write a note about four students that you have graduating, not hard to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm thankful for that. Some guys pick up the phone. They'll pick up and call and say, uh, hey, Mark, let me tell you about this guy that's going to ULM. And uh, this is what this is what he's like. You can't miss on him. you got to get him an opportunity. He's was called to serve uh, in missions mm-hmm. in high school. Or YAC, he made a commitment to a full-time ministry. Yeah. And can you connect him to that? And we have resources that we can get them to pretty quick. 
Yeah, and just launches them in, into that participation much quicker. Can we go back to that word you used earlier, assimilation? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what it's about, right? I mean, I, I think um, I mean, if, if I'm thinking practically for youth ministry leaders, it's really nothing more than taking your, your junior and senior Sunday school class roster mm-hmm. uh, and providing some contact information. And, uh, you know, our friend, our friend Kevin uh, adding a few notes about where that, that student is spiritually. Uh, gosh, that's valuable and, and such a great blessing. Um, well, listen, I know there's probably other ideas and, and our listeners may have other ideas too. And, and, and I would just encourage you to shoot those to us and uh, let us see those because I'm certain that we can, uh, we can help each other out uh, in, uh, in making this connection. And uh, I'm so thankful that, that we have BCM leaders and collegiate ministry leaders uh, that will that will partner with us and, and not just say hey let's you know let's hope we get them or hope we find them on the campus um, but that when that information is sent to them they're very proactive with that you know they're not just gonna um, hang on to that contact information but they're gonna reach out you know even before that student gets to campus and uh, try to make contact with them and, and as, as we know as youth ministry leaders know um, if, a, if a student very much like you shared Ashley if a student is comfortable in the setting of BCM or collegiate ministry before they get there, they're going to feel that much more comfortable, you know, Mm -hmm. their first time there. Um, And I had this thought that that I wanted to share because youth ministers, we think a lot about promoting new students from children's ministry into youth ministry. Well, as much as we think about that and make plans for that, we need to be intentional and think through and make plans for connecting our students in with the collegiate ministry leaders. Mm at, at their time of, of graduation. So uh, listeners, this is a big deal. It's an important topic. And, and I just want to encourage you, uh, hit rewind, uh, listen back through some things and make a plan and, uh, and be intentional about helping students um, connect in with, uh, with BCM and with college ministry. Well, uh, friends, this has been great. Um, I want to end this way. It's, it's actually a way that, that a few questions that we ask all of our a podcast guest, and it's really kind of quick fire questions. So a one word answer is completely appropriate here, but uh, we just like to get to know you a little more and and, and, uh, and maybe hear what's going on in your life. And one of the things, you know, we believe it's important to keep learning as leaders. It's important that we continue to learn and then also to share what we've learned with other people. So um, let me just ask you this. I know this is a busy time for both youth ministry and college ministry. So maybe right now reading uh, <laughs> has taken a little bit of a, a, a back burner uh, position. But if you're reading a book right now, what, what book are you reading? Well, probably the most recent is this week in uh, Hero Maker by Dave Ferguson. Okay. Hero Maker is uh, really a condensed version of um and a church-related version of Multipliers written by uh, Liz Wiseman. Now, I'm sure that they did not um, interact between each other. It's just it happens to be the same subject matter. It's about multiplying disciples to the fourth generation. Now, uh, Liz Wiseman in uh, Multipliers, she actually helps you very technically identify the gifts in people and, and bring the best out of them and make them uh, great leaders. But um, Hero Makers gets that much more specific to us nice. about how to, uh, to spot in a person God's gifts in their life and mm-hmm. to raise them up and even above ourselves that you know they grow beyond where we are. Oh, that's that sounds fantastic. 
Ashley? I love that Mark explained that book because that book is on my list next to read. It's <laughs> Multipliers good. by Liz Wiseman. So. Very good. I'm writing those down so I can <laughs> add those to my list. Um, in ministry, you know, there's a lot of different resources, but in ministry, is there is there one lately that just has seemed to be super valuable to you? Or, or maybe it's a, it's a tool, ministry tool, that you come back to time and again. There's a couple things. Uh, we have a website that you can connect with pretty quick for resources. It's sbccalled.com. Now, SBC Called is the, it's a collaborative effort of collegiate ministers across the country mm-hmm. to help uh, resource college ministers. That's one thing. Um, and an oldie but a goodie, so that we, we use, you know, and ministry still is, uh, well, I use the Design for Discipleship uh, oh, yeah. by Navigators. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's exceptionally good. Um, another resource uh, that we used at some of the colleges I've been on campus is uh, Master Life. It's a great study to do mm-hmm. with um, incoming or incoming freshmen and freshmen that are already on campus. It just helps them um, come up with dis- discipline. Mm. Wow, I'm not doing a good job. Sorry. Well, <laughs> Master Life is um, a really challenging course. It's old. Mm-hmm. It's been around since the 70s. Um, but it's still very vibrant in mm-hmm. the church and in uh, college life. I tell people when they sign up for Master Life that you are signing up for another three-hour course. So oh, yeah. uh, if you've got 15 hours, consider this your, you're going to 18 mm-hmm. because it takes a little bit of time because you're memorizing Scripture, mm-hmm. but it develops these disciplines in a life that uh, we know that they need. Um, the, the campuses that use that have been transformed. Mm-hmm. It's not difficult to find a leader the next year after you've done Master Life. It's, right. it's not difficult to ask a student to go out and share their faith because they've already been trained. Mm-hmm. And they walk away with confidence. So that, that's one of those old products that will seem to keep speaking. Um, experiencing God mm-hmm. worked great. And then it didn't. And then all of a sudden it does again. <laughs> uh, because students, this generation of students are much more emotive uh, they 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 want to be compelled emotionally, and they want to see the work of God in this that they enjoy and are attracted to that almost mystical type understanding of that there's a Holy Spirit working mm-hmm. in my life or around me, and I can be a part of that. I can mm-hmm. have that connection with God. So it isn't a that does attract this generation. And so what what I really hear you guys saying in those in those resources that you're sharing is there are there is a significant number of students that are interested in deep discipleship. Yes, they crave it, I yeah. would say. Mm-hmm. They really don't want shallow fake anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say that's true in youth ministry as well. Yeah. I think we're seeing, uh, especially older you know, youth, a high school age, that are very interested in, in the deep things of discipleship, the deep things of our faith. Right. They want to know the answers to those questions. You know, they, they want to dig deeper and so these are great resources for that. Awesome. I'm, I'm not sure if you've covered this in the podcast yet, but have you talked about deconstruction of faith? Not yet. That's on our list to, to come up soon. When, uh, well, maybe I'll just not save it for another day, <laughs> uh, but these deeper, more challenging Bible studies, mm-hmm. um, it, it helps when a student is going through the process of deconstructing their uh, classic Old South, uh, deeply religious culture uh, Christianity, and they, they're, they're not wanting to be connected to that anymore, but they still have that foundational belief of the scripture as being true mm-hmm. and trustworthy. Right. 
and that Jesus is who Jesus is. Yeah. And uh, that the Holy Spirit's at work in their life and they're they're compelled to tell the world. Uh, that's all of our values. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. just packaged a little bit, bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. We're seeing a lot of students that are wanting to deconstruct and they are deconstructing, but they don't want to reconstruct. You know, they mm-hmm. don't want to yeah. build those layers back mm-hmm. with research and answering questions. Um, it's just sometimes it's based off of hurt, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why college ministry and youth ministry is so important because we can be there to help reconstruct. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love how you put that. That that really puts a, a fine point on, on the purpose, I think, is, is uh, in that in that statement. So thank you for that. Well, listen, this has been rich. This has been so good. I feel like we could uh, probably fill two or three more podcasts with conversation. <laughs> and hey, maybe we will, right? Let's do it. <laughs> Mark and Ashley, thank you guys for coming and sharing both your passion for college ministry and sharing how youth ministry leaders can help transition high school graduates into college ministry and specifically BCM. It's a key step, and I am so very thankful to know that we've got great collegiate leadership in Louisiana. Listeners, friends, I would also like you to be aware that our BCM leaders are second to none. Students on every campus will benefit by participating in our BCMs. If you've got questions or you you would like more information about BCMs in Louisiana, be sure to contact Mark or Ashley. Their contact information can be found on uh, louisianabaptists.org, and you'll be glad that you did. Uh, you guys want to share uh, how they can connect with you on social media? Yeah, we have an Instagram page, and it's louisiana.bcm. Um, it's the same as our Facebook page as well. Okay. And each of our uh, BCMs have social medias, and so if there's a campus that your student is interested in, um, say they want to go to ULM. ULM BCM has an Instagram page. So that's yeah. a great way to see what they're doing. On right. Great way to well. get a little preview. Yeah. We're actually going to roll out this summer something new that we've not done before. A, uh, a, a bit of a help uh, Instagram news channel. Mm-hmm. We'll also be on our oh, YouTube good. channel here at the LBC, but these short three to five minute videos from students mm-hmm. on um, kind of tips and help to, to succeed in college, how to transition into college. And that'll be starting up this July. As always, remember you can find information about the forum and other youth ministry events and resources on labaptistyouth.com. And don't hesitate to contact us if we can help you in any way. Our hope and prayer is that this has been encouraging to you and helpful to your ministry. We look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. The Forum Podcast is made available by your church as you participate in the cooperative program. For more resources, please visit louisianabaptist.org.